0: SECTION 20 OF THE WORLD'S FAMOUS ORATIONS, VOLUME 4. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION, OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. THE WORLD'S FAMOUS ORATIONS, VOLUME 4. CATHOLICISM AND THE RELIGIONS OF THE WORLD BY JOHN HENRY NEWMAN BORN IN 1801, DIED IN 1890. Fellow of Oriel in 1822, wrote, Lead Kindly Light in 1832, Joined the Oxford Movement in 1833, Entered the Church of Rome in 1845, Established his Oratory in 1849, Made a Cardinal in 1879. From Discourses to Mixed Congregations, published in 1849. How different are all religions that ever were. From the lofty and unchangeable Catholic Church. They depend on time and place for their existence. They live in periods or in regions. They are children of the soil. Indigenous plants, which readily flourish under a certain temperature, in a certain aspect, in moist or in dry, and die if they are transplanted. Their habitat is one article of their scientific description. Thus the Greek schism, Nestorianism, the heresy of Calvin, and Methodism, each has its geographical limits. Protestantism has gained nothing in Europe since its first outbreak. Some accident gives rise to these religious manifestations, some sickly season, the burning sun... The vapor-laden marsh breeds a pestilence, breeds a pestilence, and there it remains, hanging in the air over its birthplace perhaps for centuries. Then some change takes place in the earth or in the heavens, and it suddenly is no more. Sometimes, however, it is true, such scourges of God have a course upon earth, in effect a Catholic range they issue as from poisonous lake or pit in ethiopia or in india and march forth with resistless power to fulfil their mission of evil and walk to and fro over the face of the world such was the arabian imposture of which Mohammed was the framer and you will ask perhaps whether it has not done that which i have said the catholic church alone can do and prove thereby that it had in it an internal principle which, depending not on man, could subdue him in any time or place. No, look narrowly, and you will see the marked distinction which exists between the religion of Mohammed and the Church of Christ, for Mohammedanism has done little more than the Anglican communion is doing at present. That communion is found in many parts of the world, Its primate has a jurisdiction even greater than the Nestorian patriarch of old. It has establishments in Malta, in Jerusalem, in India, in China, in Australia, in South Africa, and in Canada. Here, at least, you will say, is Catholicity even greater than that of Mohammed? Oh, be not beguiled by words. Will any thinking man say for a moment, whatever his objection be worth? That the established religion is superior to time and place? Well, if not, why set about proving that it is? Rather, does not its essence lie in its recognition by the state? Is not its establishment its very form? What would it be? Would it last ten years if abandoned to itself? It is its establishment which erects it into a unity and individuality. Can you contemplate it? you stimulate your imagination to the task, abstracted from its churches, palaces, colleges, parsonages, revenues, civil precedents, and national position. Strip it of its world, and you have performed a mortal operation upon it, for it has ceased to be. Take its bishops out of the legislature. Tear its formularies from the statute book. Open its universities to dissenters allow its clergy to become laymen again, legalize its private prayer meetings. And what would be its definition? You know that, did not the state compel it to be one, it would split at once into three several bodies, each bearing within it the elements of further divisions. Even the small party of non-jurors, a century and a half since, when released from the civil power, split into two, It has then no internal consistency, or individuality, or soul, to give it the capacity of propagation. Methodism represents some sort of an idea. Congregationalism an idea. The established religion has in it no idea beyond establishment. Its extension has been, for the most part, not active. It is carried forward into other places by state policy. And it moves because the state moves. It is an appendage, whether weapon or decoration, of the sovereign power. It is the religion, not even of a race, but of the ruling portion of a race. The Anglo-Saxon has done in this day what the Saracen did in a former. He does grudgingly, for expedience, what the other did, hardly for fanaticism. This is the chief difference between the two. The Saracen, in his commencement, converted the heretical East with the sword. But at least in India, the extension of his faith has been by immigration, as the Anglo-Saxons now. He grew into other nations by commerce and colonization. But when he encountered the Catholic of the West, he made as little impression upon Spain as the Protestant Anglo-Saxon makes on Ireland. There is but one form of Christianity, possessed of that real internal unity which is the primary condition of independence. When you look to Russia, England, or Germany, this note of divinity is wanting. In this country especially, there is nothing broader than class religions. The established form itself is but the religion of a class. There is one persuasion for the rich, and another for the poor. Men are born in this or that sect. The enthusiastic go here and the sober-minded and rational go there. They make money, and rise in the world, and then they profess to belong to the establishment. This body lives in the world's smile, that in its frown. The one would perish of cold in the world's winter, and the other would melt away in the summer. Not one of them undertakes human nature. None compasses the whole man. None places all men on a level None addresses the intellect and the heart, fear and love, the active and the contemplative. It is considered, and justly, as an evidence for Christianity, that the ablest men have been Christians. Not that all sagacious or profound minds have taken up its profession, but that it has gained victories among them, such and so many as to show it is not the mere fact of ability or learning, which is the reason why all are not converted. Such, too, is the characteristic of Catholicity. Not the highest in rank, not the meanest, not the most refined, not the rudest is beyond the influence of the church. She includes specimens of every class among her children. She is the solace of the forlorn, the chastener of the prosperous, the guide of the wayward. She keeps a mother eye for the innocent bears with a heavy hand upon the wanton, and has a voice of majesty for the proud. She opens the mind of the ignorant, and she prostrates the intellect of even the most gifted. There are not words. She had done it. She does it still. She undertakes to do it. All she asks is an open field and freedom to act. She asks no patronage from the civil power. In former times and places She has asked it, and as Protestantism also has availed herself of the civil sword. It is true she did so, because in certain ages it has been the acknowledged mode of acting, the most expeditious, and open at the time to no objection, and because where she has done so, the people clamored for it, and did it in advance of her, but her history shows that she needed it not. For she has extended and flourished without it. She is ready for any service which occurs. She will take the world as it comes. Nothing but force can repress her. See, my brethren, what she is doing in this country now. For three centuries the civil power has trodden down the goodly plant of grace and kept its foot upon it. At length circumstances have removed that tyranny. And lo, the fair form of the ancient church rises up at once, as fresh and as vigorous as if she had never intermitted her growth. She is the same as she was three centuries ago, ere the present religions of the country existed. You know her to be the same. It is the charge brought against her that she does not change. Time and place affect her not, because she has her source where there is neither time nor place. Because she comes from the throne of the illimitable eternal God End of Section twenty recording by Peter Strom, Sabbath, Kansas on august seventeenth, twenty eighteen.